Hello, welcome to the Oikos Family Podcast, episode number 71. I'm Sonia Wood, and today I have a special guest. <laughs> Isn't that wonderful? Actually, before I jump into the special guest introductions and everything else, I must just tell you, in case you're wondering, how is it that we have a guest in this COVID global pandemic time? So I'm going to just set the scene a little bit for you. We're sitting on a veranda outside on a nature reserve, and we are applying all the correct regulations. And so we are able to have a guest. So I'm very, very happy about this. And our guest today is Sylvie. Some of you might know Sylvie because Sylvie has joined me on a couple of live video podcasts. This one's just been an audio one. But what we're going to do going forward, we hope, Sylvie has kindly agreed, that Sylvie's going to be a guest for the next few podcasts. We say few because, you know, we don't know what tomorrow will bring. God only knows. But for today and the next one and for the foreseeable future, Sylvie will be joining us here. And I'll tell you why as well, because Sylvie also lives on the same nature reserve that I live on. So it's very exciting for me because there's this wonderful home educating family. Sylvie's got four children. But hang on, let me not tell you about Sylvie. Let Sylvie tell you about herself. So Welcome, Sylvie, and hello, and welcome to the Oikos Family Podcast. Thank you. Hello, Sonia, and hello, everybody else that's listening. Yeah, fantastic. Sylvie, I think it'd be nice if people could know a little bit about the, your background before we dive into today's podcast topic. Right. Today's podcast topic, by the way, is something that Sylvie has on her heart to share about the importance or the value of family board games. Right. But before we go there... Let's just talk a little bit about who is Sylvie. First of all, where were you born? I was born in Belgium. Right. Right. Okay. And you now live in South Africa? Yes. For how yes. long have you been living in South Africa? Um, just over 15 years now. And your children? You've got four I've children. got four children. Yes, I've got um, two girls and two boys. Oh, wow. All the way from 13, just turned 13, and um, down to three. Three to 13? Yes. And Sylvie, you've been home educating for, actually I don't know, you'll know, how many years have you been home educating? Um, I believe it's my eighth year. Wow. Right, yes. Eight years of home education. Yes. And tell us how you started and how that is any different to what it is now, because I know any home educator that has been home educating for eight years. It's going to be very different eight years later. And you know why this question is probably important before we jump into our actual focus topic? It's important because of the situation we're in with this global pandemic right. at the moment. There's so many people that are starting out and they're going to be thinking like you used to think yes. when you started <laughs> out and where you are now. So maybe we can help fast track them. Right. Because would you prefer to be where you are now when you started? Right, so when we first met, it was on the, on the Oikos base, and um, one of my friends took me to come and see you to chat about home education, because the home education wasn't really working all that well for me. I had these ideas in my head that were very, I would say, schoolish, mm -hmm. very academic-driven, I didn't have any real idea of how home education really could be different than, than a school setting. So um, 
my friend took me to come and see you and we chatted and um, I think that was the start of of me developing into how I home educate now which is very different <laughs> and is it different good or it's definitely different goods I don't think I could um, home educate the way we started out I don't think it would have worked out it was too stressful to to maintain that yes definitely okay. but okay. at that at that point I didn't know any better I didn't know very much about home education. So you just basically applied what you knew about education as right. a whole, as in school, yes. and you brought it into your home. That's exactly so. Okay. Do you know what? Before I ask you the next question, I'm going to run into the garden near those little birds. Can you hear them? Yes. Just hang on. Okay, I'm just going to go to the garden because I want us to. I want to share these little birds singing with you. Okay, and I'm also now on a wireless microphone, and I don't know if it's picking up all the way there. So I'm just going to go back and sit down and, and focus on what we're doing here, and that's talking about what we're supposed to be talking about and not listening to the birds. But I had to stop and listen to the birds. You know why, hey? Because we need to stop and listen to them. Right. Take notice of. Yes. Pay attention to things we never used to before. That's what this whole global pandemic is teaching us, I hope. I hope so too. Mm. So you got up to telling me that you brought your thinking of education into your home and what you would find if you were still doing that now today, you, you would find that hard to maintain. Yes. So what I'm thinking is we can actually maybe help people fast track a little bit. Instead of spending a couple of years figuring that out, let's hope that they can just get there quicker. Right. And And how would you suggest, because you've now done that, you've done the school at home, which you found to be... Uh, difficult. Yes. And now you're not doing that. You're living more a lifestyle of learning. Right. And how would you, how, how can we help the people that are listening? How can we help them to, to make that transition without it having to take years of pain and suffering? Oh, that is a difficult question. Um, I think a lot comes with experience as well. Like you have to live certain experiences and you grow from that. That that said, I think that um, meeting you and um, knowing Oikos has definitely helped um, and shaped my, my, my thinking in education because before we met, my, my thinking was very school system, like I said, very academic driven. Whereas after we've met, I've realized that there's so much more to education than maths. <laughs> <laughs> the big topic. The maths. big topic, right? Mm -hmm. And um, it's more about a relationship with your children than it is about academics. Now, I'm not saying that um, academics are not important. They are important, but they shouldn't be, they shouldn't be the main focus. And that's what they are when you start out right, with the school at home right, kind of thinking. Right. And I think a lot of people start out that way because that's what people know, right? Most people go to school. Most people come out of the school system. So that is what people know. Actually, no. When I asked you that question, your answer immediately was that's a difficult question. And I will, I'll tell you what happened in my mind when you said that. I thought, well, no, that's not a difficult question. 
<laughs> but now that you're explaining it, I realize it is a difficult question yeah. because of the fact that it, it is, a, as you say, people's individual experiences. Right. And I seem to very often forget about the fact that my experience of education was a learning lifestyle. Right. As yes. a child, education for me is not perhaps the the school model mm. that is known by the huge majority of people, parents, let's say, that are bringing their children out of a school model. Now, that's not to say I didn't experience some of a school model because I did in the earlier years, but it wasn't very long because my family's um, ethos, model, philosophy, whatever you want to call it, my parents believed in the learning lifestyle as right. and the character building and the family relationships and doing things as a family and the family unit and all of that. When I say they believed, what I mean is that was their primary focus over and above the academic focus. Right. Now, what happened with that, the result of that is interesting and the fact that they had children that excelled academically. <laughs> so it wasn't as if because they didn't focus on academics that they didn't get an excellent academic result. That's so interesting. So yes. I was going to ask you another question. I was going to say, Sylvie, how, like you've said that you shifted your thinking to thinking of education differently. Yes. How could you have adopted that and believing that it was okay, because I think that's what a lot of parents are struggling with in believing that it's okay to adopt the learning lifestyle thinking, because it's almost, they're, they're afraid of it, maybe. I'm right. now kind of presuming here. It's I'm very trying different. to understand it. It's very different. So it is it is a bit scary in okay. the beginning. So I, do, I, I agree with what you say. It is a little bit daunting. Mm. Um. I think that I just made the decision to give it a try. Oh, so that's how you made the shift. You yes. just decided, okay, let me see if this works. Sort of, yes. like, give it a try. Okay. Also, my own experiences going in the school system, like I'm, I, I'm very aware of the flaws oh. of that system. Of your own experience. Of my own education and my own experiences. I, there's, there's flaws in, but now you're speaking from a school system in Belgium, but right. you're actually married to a South African. I'm married to a South African. So he also has his school yes. experience. So we, we chat about his experiences and my experiences, and they're very similar. So doesn't matter about the country. I don't think it matters what country the school system is the school system. I suppose we... You know, that's a bit of a broad thing to say. Yeah. It doesn't matter about the country because every country's got their own regulations way and way of doing things. But And we are now in a global pandemic that is affecting everybody, regardless of what country you're in. You know what yes. I mean? So like, if I think of that and what you're saying now about the school systems, the school system, basically there's different ways to look at education. Yes. And there's, a, there's the education that you can view education purely as a scholastic thing, whereby it's academics and it's um, education, meaning imparting knowledge and training and right. um, people in knowledge right. and equipping them in skills of the various separate subjects, which is what a lot of people think of schooling and education as, such as it's the maths education right. and right. science and language and history and all those separate subjects. Right. But what you've come to experience from what, what I've seen 
is that you've made the switch over and said, okay, well, actually that kind of education system is causing me a lot of stress. <laughs> so I'm going to try this one, yes. this other one, this learning lifestyle one. Right, so you've been trying that one. And I've myself witnessed things in that <laughs> style versus the other style, yes. which is quite dramatic for, for me just to watch, um, as in the, the dramaticness being the difference between the two. And so rather than me tell you what I have experienced from looking from the outside, you tell me what you tried this other way, this learning lifestyle, and you're finding what? How are you finding it to be different to before? It's not as stressful this way. It's a lot more relaxed, which, which was the whole point. We wanted a more relaxed approach to education. And, um, and how have you found the difference in your children? Is there a difference between doing the school at home, if I can call it that, versus the learning lifestyle? Let's give it those two categories so that yeah. we know which is, <laughs> would that be a good description? School at home and learning lifestyle? I believe so, yes. Okay. Yeah. I think the school at home was just stressful and um, the learning lifestyle is just not. You know what? I would like to share my, my side of it as far as my witness in it. And that is like a transformation of a person. Because the person I met that time that you said you came to the Oikos right. place, that person that I met is a different person to who's sitting here now. D yes. Yes, dramatic. That's why I use the word dramatic. Because <laughs> the one was a, such a highly stressed person that was so worried about her darling, sweet little yes. angel of a daughter who was like seven years old or six years old or yeah. something. And you were so worried about her maths and her this. Yes. And now I've just... Actually, on, um, on our way down to this veranda where we're sitting, I'm going to quickly tell the people that are listening um, that on our way down here on this nature reserve, we, come, we drive through this lovely forest. And I stopped on the side of the road and there was Sylvie standing at the end of her driveway for me to pick up to bring down to the veranda so we can have our podcast time. And her two little girls were there, these same little angels that eight years ago had a very stressed mommy. And they were so cute. They had their little little house in the prairie skirts yes. that they had made themselves. And I mean, Papa, Mommy, have a lovely time. And the, just the relaxed joy right. and calm. Right. Very different picture. Very different. Very different picture. So that's my witness. Okay, right. so the two is like day and night to me. Um, talking about Little House, have you read the Little House series? Have your children got it? Yes, we do, and we have read it. Um, Mary-Kate actually, Mary-Kate is my, my eldest daughter, is mm. actually reading through the whole series by herself. Oh, that's wonderful. Yes. We read it aloud. Um, well, I read it aloud to the children, and then we did the same. Each one read it through themselves, and then we read it. I read it aloud again just because it was a favorite. Right, right. And I'm finding people, some people are actually really discovering the value of this, even though it's from the 1800s or something or other. It's bringing that lifestyle yes. into the home. Have you found that? With yes, that? and it's amazing the... The girls just pipe up, oh, we learned that in Little House series. Like, oh, sweet. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> and what would be another thing to help people transition into the learning lifestyle, getting away from the stress of the school's thinking? Okay, well, I'll, I'll try and share kind of how it happened for me. Okay. So after we met, I decided to give this learning lifestyle a try. 
because the alternative wasn't very attractive to me. So after I've left the base, I got my my math book. What was it like? Matisse primer, and I've got I've got my little blue book, and I've got my yellow Kernos file, and now I felt equipped. You know, I had all my goodies, and I was going to try this learning lifestyle. And when we were doing the Kernos, you know, a lot of these activities in the file are like play this game, sing this song. Do you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to just jump in now and interrupt because I tell you why. Some people that are listening won't know what you're talking about when you say Konos. So I'm just going to quickly say that Konos is a, what some people call the curriculum. We call it the parent manual for a learning lifestyle. Okay. And that's, that's a bit of a long name to give it. It's a parent manual for the learning lifestyle, but that's what it actually is. It's not a curriculum. And unfortunately, Mm -hmm. some people take it and turn it into a curriculum. So they take the section, let's say, of horses, because I know you've got a horse here on this, and they take the obedience and they take the horse and they make the the, um, children learn all about the anatomy of the horse and remember everything. That's not the point. The point is to learn about why it's important to develop obedience in our characters. So Konos is ultimately a tool for the parents to help mold children's character, practice molding their character. So the activities in the manual are supporting that philosophy as in we're doing this because we are wanting to instill this character trait in the children. Right. But your experience was at the beginning. Let's talk about when you first started doing Konos and you felt, what were you saying? You were The activity was play a game and sing a song. Yes, play a game, sing a song. It was not really my reference point of learning. It was very different. Like it wasn't... It wasn't serious enough. Yeah, it wasn't serious at all. <laughs> so <laughs> so it, it, it did at that point plant these little seeds in my heart that, hey, playing all these games with my children is, is a ton of fun. And just the whole atmosphere of the home changes when you play games. And, and um, your children become very open to you. Um, ministering to them whilst you're just playing and having fun. So that is where the games started for us, mm-hmm. from the Kronos files and all these suggestions of things that you can do and play. And then from there, it developed into playing actual board games. So we play a lot of board games together and they are part of my curriculum like kernels is part of my curriculum but we don't do it as a curriculum does that make sense it does it's some people you see kernels can be that yes. as i've explained with the horses and the obedience people can actually take that kernels volume and yes. it can become a curriculum for them and to them and so they call it a curriculum and in fact in fact that's what it's known as it's known as a social studies curriculum yes but in Oikos specific, we're talking about how we've taken that Konos manual and we encourage parents to use it to move into the learning lifestyle. Right. And and that, as you're saying, is like not serious enough. It's not academic enough. What learning is actually happening here? Is there any learning happening here? But now you've discovered that learning is taking place when you are playing. Yes, definitely. So you are, is it board games 
part of your learning lifestyle now, would you say? Is it like part of your everyday, not everyday? Maybe? No, it's, it's not part of my everyday, but it's, it's definitely a regular, a regular thing we do. What are you finding the value of, if you had to just summarize, what is the value of playing a board game? Like you've mentioned the one thing that I think is wonderful is your children are having fun and they're more open to you, right. enabling you to minister to them and just be more open and just enjoy the atmosphere in the home. But do you also at any point experience any kind of learning happening from it? Because I'm thinking again about the parent that is thinking, well, we don't really have time just to play games. We've got to get some learning done. Right. No, there is learning because in games, we, we, we enjoy actually the simple games, not the, not the very um, complicated ones just yet. I think my children are a little bit young for those mm. those type of games. But yes, there's for starters, I think the whole learning to work together is, yeah. is, a, is, a, is a big one. And then there's there's things like counting and colors and you know, anything that that goes in the team of the board game becomes a learning opportunity. So yes, there's definitely a lot of learning happening, but it's not in the what you would think traditional way of, of learning. What I enjoyed, something that I picked up again, witnessing what I see from the outside, but I witnessed your little three-year-old <laughs> playing a game with um, your daughter, who's I think now about 11. Yes, she's she 11? turning 11 in September. Okay, so she's nearly 11 and yes. she was playing with her little brother who's three yes. and she was playing a game yes. and she was so proud of him and so pleased with his ability to, to it was a matching game or something and yes. what I picked up from that was I saw that and I thought, how sweet is that? It's like a, it's a sibling um, bonding. Yes, definitely. A relationship building opportunity. Yes. Yeah. And I, I was so I was actually impressed because she showed so much patience with him yes. because he didn't understand his game, you know, oh. the instant we started it. She had to take him through the steps and show it and go over it and um, accommodate his little mistakes. And she was so patient teaching him the rules. And it was wonderful to see because it's like, oh, wow, you know. Well, when you think he's only three Yes. And he, there she is sitting, showing, they were playing Spotted, hey? Spotted, yes. Such a fun game, that. Yes. I mean, we're adults and we like playing that game. Yes. It doesn't, to me, games don't have an age. Uh, no, not at all. No, yeah, that's how I think. So it's so wonderful. It's one of those fantastic tools just to unite the family from three to, you know, whatever age, 93. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it is, I love, um, it's always been a big feature in our family. So right. it is something that we have found to be one of the tools that help us to live this learning lifestyle. Yes. And I think it's difficult for some parents to adopt that idea because it seems to be not serious. Like we say, you know, right. Konos isn't serious enough. There's not enough um, reference to actual academic learning happening there. Even though we know there is, like I mentioned, yes. you know, we had, in my own childhood, we had um, my siblings, there was definite academic, high levels of academic achievement, even though the philosophy of the family was play games and the learning lifestyle was more the priority than the academic achievement. Right. Yeah. 
And yet the academic achievement seemed to be a byproduct in a way. It is, and it's it's wonderful when it happens that way, when it is just the byproduct of you having this wonderful life and playing games with your children, mm. experiencing all these things together. Learning just happens. Yes. And and that is, a, yeah, it's, mm. it's very, very nice that way. Mm. So I think, I, I hope, that chatting to parents today on this podcast, I hope that you're being here as a guest today and I hope you can come again and again and again. <laughs> I hope it's going to be helpful to them to, to just relax because that's what we want to do through Oikos as well as help parents to get to that place where they can just relax and just enjoy their family. And in these years, they just go fleeting bus at such a pace. I mean, look at your eldest is already 13. It's just I know. seemed like the other day, you know, that you were right. the stressed mom seeing, concerned about how well she's going to do with her maths. And now she's doing quite fine, she's more doing, than fine. She's doing fabulous. Yes, yeah. exactly. So I just hope that we have helped the parents and that is the whole point is to just help parents to actually enjoy their families right. and and enjoy the process of the learning lifestyle and remove the stress because like you say, you know, you started out being stressed and now you're not. No, I'm not anymore. No, you're not. Yeah. So this learning lifestyle that you gave a try to has worked out for you. It has worked out. For, it has mm. worked out really well, and I'm, and I'm so grateful. Out. I'm so grateful for it because I, I just I can't, I can't imagine how, you know, if we didn't discover this learning lifestyle, how it would have looked for us very different. Mm. I think. Yeah. But now let me ask you another question before we say goodbye, and that is, are you concerned about the senior years? Because, you know, high school. Oh, it's knocking on my door. <laughs> yes. Does it worry you? No, not at all. Oh, good. <laughs> that is fantastic. Because, you know, the word says not to worry anyway. So right. well done. Yes. You know, we, God says to us, do not worry about tomorrow. Because right. actually, what is the point? Right. Let's just do today. And have the joy and the peace and everything else that he has for us today. Absolutely. Let's embrace that and live that because he told us not to worry. So let's not. Mm. So I'm very pleased to hear you're not worried yeah. about tomorrow and you're not worried about high school. No, no. I'm not. Oh, good. <laughs> okay, well, Sylvie, thank you so much for joining us Such today. A pleasure. On thank this you podcast. for having me. You're going to come again. If you have me, I'll come again. <laughs> oh, wonderful. Okay, good. Okay, so we're going to say goodbye to everybody. Thank you for joining us. Thank you for listening. We really value your time. And we're very glad that you could stop by and listen to this episode, episode 71, with Sylvie. Thank you, Sylvie. And bye for now. Bye.